welcome back to Metalheads Podcast. And today, yeah, we're doing something a little bit different. Um, I'm doing an AMA session with the lovely Lindsay. Hello, Lindsay. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, in her finest hello. Scottish. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Brilliant. That's not how I speak, I promise. I'd love if you did, though. No, absolutely not. There's plenty of people around here that talk like that, and that no. <laughs> Amazing. No. So yeah, we've um we asked you guys to send us some questions, and you did. We also asked you to behave, and you did not. But <laughs> oh no, I have weeded those out and actually picked the good ones. <laughs> okay, so I shouldn't be too scared then. No, no, no. no. Oh, see, that makes me feel worse. <laughs> <laughs> Because you can see my facial expression. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, oh, absolutely not. No, you'll be fine. It's fine. <laughs> this is a safe space. It's all good. Somewhat. I mean, that mud wrestling one, fuck's sake. I know, right? Mud wrestling. Oh, you don't know who sent them in. They're anonymous, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So, one was who would win in a mud wrestling match? Well, who cares? Anyway. <laughs> I'm not getting in the mud, so nobody. <laughs> exactly, I'm not even getting in there. It's no. not even happening. <laughs> oh, where you go? Right, well, we'll kick it off with actually a very... There's some funny ones, there's some random ones, and then there's a couple of dad jokes that people have sent us as well. Nice, I like with, a dad joke. Yeah, love a good dad joke. Mm-hmm. Um. So the first one. Do you think metal music shapes the psychology of its listeners? In what way and how has it shaped your psychological outlook on life? It's a good question. Wow. Yeah, starting off with a deep one. I know. Um, I think, personally, it's it's because a lot of the themes of metal are sort of negative things. There's war, there's abuse, there's, like, uh, a violence. Personal aggression. anguish and stuff, yeah. Yeah, I think it's helped me. It's it's not normalised it, but it's helped me to just realise that these are things that happen. These are things that people express and talk about, and it has made me less anxious and, like, scared of those things um, because it's normalised through the music we listen to. It's sort of like, hey, shit happens, but we're dealing with that and we're using it as part of our art, and I think in that way it helps me I can only speak for myself but it definitely helps me to just be like yeah fuck it shit happens and let's make epic music about it instead of being scared of it so yeah yeah what about you yeah yeah pretty much I mean um I've always really heavily depended on metal from like quite a young age because I I am an anxious awkward turtle I am (laughs) and um you know, hearing lyrics and somebody talking about what they're going through, whether that's something that's happened to them or like an internal struggle that they're having, it makes it relatable and safe to actually talk about and express and stuff. And it just makes you feel less alone. I think, you know, mm-hmm. overall, in my experience anyway, the, the metal community has been, you know, very supportive. You know, we're, we're a great b- bunch of people, the majority of us. Um, and we're always there for each other. And I think we all connect on on some sort of level with what the message is with metal music. Um, but in recent years, in the last couple of years especially, um, I've relied heavily. Like, it's been an actual life-saving crutch for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
basically. I think yeah, it's the same. Like you said, it, it's 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 like a big family, really, isn't it? And Yeah. I think, yeah, I've also used it. I mean, I think everyone does. Like, it's just brilliant, isn't it? It is. It is. Absolutely. It's just great. Um. <clears throat> so that was a great question. Um. If you're listening and you sent that one, thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. Whoever you are, mystery person, thank you. Mystery person, awesome question. Um. The next one. Why is Lion King the best Disney film ever made? <sighs> I would I'm not sure I agree with that. it depends on my mood. Mm. Um... I, I have a, a special fondness for Sleeping Beauty uh, purely because my daughter thinks that I look like Maleficent. I'm not really sure how to take that. She's <laughs> badass though, so I'd take that she as a is. compliment. She is. Absolutely. And I'm not um, I'm pretty sure it's not the Angelina Jolie version. It's like the actual Disney version. So because she's not seen that version. Um, but I, you see. I really like The Lion King. I, I watched that religiously when I was a kid, but would it be the best one? It's up there, but I don't think it's the It best is good. one. Mm. I think the Jungle Book, that's Disney, isn't it? Yeah, that's Disney, Yeah. yeah. I used to watch that every day as a kid. That's So a good I think one. I love that. And um, a very underrated one, the Aristocats. Yeah, I actually remember really enjoying that when I was a kid as I well. love that. I love the music in it. I love the story. I think The Lion King, it's really sad in parts. Yeah. I don't like being made sad by films and music. I, I listen to music. To, to be happy and then watch films to escape sadness of reality like, I don't want to be made sad but it, it is a good film but it's not it's not my favorite You see, ever since becoming an adult and now sitting watching these movies with my kids um, as an adult, a lot of them are actually quite terrifying. mm. <laughs> really absolutely quite terrifying, they're really you know? morbid some of them and you don't Yeah. pick it up as a kid but as an adult you're like shit Yes, yeah, like, is this <laughs> why I'm traumatized? Is yeah it Disney? It's like, oh, it makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I'm going to, yeah, I disagree. I'm not going to. Yeah, I disagree as well, but thank you for your question. Yeah, I think it's in my top five. It's definitely in my top five, but it's Yeah. it's not my favorite one. No, I would say the same. Um, huh, <laughs> a good old dad joke. I tried to catch the fog once. Missed. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's awful, and it's brilliant Oh. at the same time. <laughs> I read that and I groaned. I was like, yep, that's perfect. It's, it made me cringe, but like, yeah, fair enough. That's an That's A-grade a good one. uh, dad joke. <laughs> um, The next one, uh, what are some of your hobbies outside of the, your metalwork? Makes me sound like some kind of blacksmith. Yeah, I know, right? Like, I'm just out back with my With my anvil. <laughs> my anvil and my, my smelting equipment and stuff. I don't know what that means. I only know that reference because of Skyrim. I play video games. Um, <laughs> I play video games. Um, I read. I like going outside hiking and stuff. Um, I'm a member of Historic Scotland, so I'm frequently visiting castles in the middle of Scotland and elsewhere. Um, what else do I do? Do you know? I know I do a lot because I don't have any free time. But actually sitting down and thinking about what it is that I do, I'm like, what do I do? I get that. <clears throat> I'm the same. I'm at yeah. I mean, I'm at university as well, so a lot of my time is spent either studying 
um, for both university and history stuff from a YouTube channel, metal stuff and kids. And I kind of just rotate. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. What what hobbies do I have? I mean, <clears throat> other than metal stuff, uh, reading like you, I mean, massive book nerd, video games, yeah. again, classic. Um, I play drums. It's been a long time since I've practiced properly because of, you know, womb goblins but uh i'm i'm (laughs) um i would like to get much more into that again um i'm a massive car nerd so i go to like car shows and i watch ridiculous car videos on youtube about how to reassemble rotary engines and stuff um that's pretty cool oh you're the only person that's ever said that I i tell people they're like yuck <laughs> no i mean i grew up going to like car shows and stuff my dad's yeah. big into cars and my granddad was big into cars and stuff like that so um totally get it um family members of mine go to like um formula one racing and mm-hmm. um dark awesome. car racing and stuff like that too so yeah yeah i just I'm, I'm i've just always been a bit of a tomboy in that respect of like i've got yeah. a lot of i don't like to say it but like male dominated hobbies like metal and cars and stuff it's yeah. just I've never been a Barbie and shopping kind of person. Just... Yeah. I like being outdoors quite a lot, like hiking, um, mm. hill walking, exploring and stuff. I, I swim frequently as well, I suppose. Mm. Um, yeah, just like keeping active Yeah. when I'm not in the house, which is like I'm in the house 90% of the time. <laughs> 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 so there's only so much you can do inside. Um but yeah, I, I mean, I don't have any hobbies that are absolutely mental or strange or anything like that. It's just bog standard stuff, really. But I like it. Yeah, yeah, me too. Like, it's nothing where people can be like, "Wow!" Or yeah, um, it's like I go skydiving every Tuesday. Do yeah. you? <laughs> Did you? I? <laughs> I make no. ice sculptures in my spare time. Yeah. Like, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> I wish I could. They have, do you know, they make little tiny little chainsaws for ice sculpturing. Really? Specifically for that. You can use a big one as well, but they make these little tiny ones the size of like a knife. It's hilarious. Oh, I just want one to have. Yeah. <laughs> I have this mini just... chainsaw. Yeah, on my shelf. Pray to place. <laughs> the conversation starter. Exactly. <laughs> um. So yeah, thank you for the question. That's our hobbies. We're... we're not that interesting i guess we're just standard people yeah yeah Ooh, this one <laughs> the answer to this one pops straight into my head um oh, what no. is one metal subgenre that you just cannot stand i'll let you answer first because i know mine <laughs> <laughs> um I'm not big on the psychedelic stoner rock metal stuff um, and Funeral Doom is another one that I struggle with. I really I really liked the Bell Witch release last year mm. which I suppose technically can be classed as um, Funeral Doom. I, I really enjoyed that one but that's the only one I've really been able to enjoy from that genre so far. I'm not saying indefinitely because um, you know your tastes change all the time and stuff but like yeah, psychedelic stoner rock, um, and funeral doom, and I'm incred. I'm a fussy person anyway, but I'm particularly fussy when it comes to like deathcore and metalcore and stuff. A lot of it doesn't really hit well with me. Um, 
but yeah, I think the one that I just cannot stand is psychedelic stoner rock kind of stuff. What's yours? Yeah, see, I'm with you on that one. I think my brain cannot take music under a certain BPM. So Doom yeah. is the first thing that struck my head when I read that because I just, I get bored. I choose, mm. I switch off my attention span. Like I like tech death where it's just mad constantly. I can't yeah. have doom metal and like psychic, like stone. Like it's just, oh, it sends me to sleep. Yeah. And not in a nice way. It's like, oh, I'm bored. I want to kill myself. It's not, Um, just doesn't grab my attention. And there's, yeah, yeah. There's so many people I know and work with that like, they love doom metal. I mean, I apologize, but it's it just it's not for me. I mean, I like some doom metal. Um, it's specifically funeral doom that I just can't get my head around because it's like incredibly slow. Mm, it really and I, I just yeah, and I just I lose interest very very quickly. But there are other doom metal bands or variations of doom that I like. Um, but See, yeah, I can do a little bit of death doom. Sort of like yeah. Hooded Menace is it, I like them. Uh, stuff like mm-hmm. that I can sort of do, but you're like you just your standard doom and like you said funeral doom. Fuck me, there's a reason. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I can't yeah. really get on board with that. It's something has to have like a really decent beat, like something for my brain to grab onto, as yeah. well. Otherwise, I'll just kind of like disappear and get distracted by something else. It's the same, and also. I like music with a bit of variation in it, so like different vocal mm-hmm. styles or different sort of sections. Like that's why I can't time really signatures get... and stuff. Yeah, that's why I can't really get into a lot of like old school black metal because it's just the same all the way through. Yeah, I get that you love that. Cool. My brain cannot really vibe with that. Awesome yeah. question. Very good question. I yeah. like that. this one's a good one as well. I mean, yeah. So it says, ladies, I am aware of the difficulties being big players in the metal, YouTube and PR world. I'm not going to ever refer to myself as a big player because I'm not. Um, I'm a nerd. You... That's about it. We're nerds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you find your lives have changed both good and bad since working in the scene? I mean, um, I'll let you go first. Got, mine's got better, really, because mm-hmm. it's. It's it's great. I mean, I've just, if I'm as a metal music fan, and then getting to see behind the scenes and work with the musicians and to promote the music and you know uh, work with the bands, it's brilliant. Like it's definitely improved, and it's definitely something I want to continue with for hopefully the rest of my life. So I'm 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 loving it, and one day hopefully be a big player. But I am definitely not there yet. What do you say, Lindsay? For the most part, the majority, yeah, definitely improved. Absolutely. I would never refer to myself as a big player because I am absolutely not. I'm just a wee lass who's a nerd that likes to talk about metal. And that's about it. Um, But, I mean, I've met a lot of really cool people doing this, like yourself um, and loads of people, you know, loads and loads and loads of people, both online and in real life. I've managed to create relationships with artists that I've admired for years, um, get access to new music early and stuff. And, you know, it's just been absolutely amazing. And it really has increased my confidence and reduced my anxiety levels for the most part as well. Um, but the the other side of things is... I don't like how people automatically assume that they have the right to know your personal business. 
just because you put yourself out online that's a good one yeah um I'm a very private person and I don't really talk about my personal life online at all really um and when people get really annoyed it doesn't happen so much anymore because I've stopped doing AMAs on social media and stuff now because that's all I was getting and I was just like no I'm not doing this anymore um so just because you you choose to put yourself online you have to have a thick skin I get that I absolutely get that but you know it doesn't give people the right to know your personal business 100% agree yeah 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 also um there's (laughs) there's been a couple of times where I've been at gigs and I've been recognized because of my YouTube channel which has always been very awkward because I'm an awkward turtle right and I don't (laughs) register I don't register that it's actual people that are watching my videos on YouTube Mm. because I just see the numbers and stuff and you know the comments and stuff I'm like oh that's really nice that's really cool so when I go out to the wild and I get approached I'm like hi (laughs) it happened um I I don't know if you'll listen to this or not but there's a guy that runs uh, the Orbit Culture fan page on Facebook his name's Andy I think and I bumped into him at the Trivium Orbit Culture gig last year in September and it was right at the end of the gig it was boiling hot um, it's what I like to refer to as a sweaty fart box everybody's just coming out dripping in sweat everybody's just a grimy mess it's brilliant love it right and I'm walking out and I had my Orbit Culture shirt on and the guy pointed at me. He's like, hey, cool shirt. I was like, oh, thanks very much. And he went, you're on YouTube. And I went, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and he just looked at me and he went, no, I'm pretty sure you are. I was like, yeah, I am. Hi. What, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. And I don't, I'm really, I'm always really worried that I come across as like really rude when that happened. Not that it's happened a lot. It's happened at like a half dozen times now, but I'm just really awkward. And I'm no, like, I'm oh, not. no. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, I want to be your friend. And I love that you watch my stuff and let's nerd out over metal. And this is brilliant. And like, I love everyone. And this is fantastic. But no, I'm not. I'm sweaty and I'm grimy and I just want to go home and shower and <laughs> yeah (laughs) it was really awkward so Uh, if you do ever encounter me in in the wild and I kind of like faint like a fainting goat or something um I'm not trying to be rude I'm just very awkward I'm such an introvert and when people approach me I'm like oh hi no (laughs) it's not me wait yeah it's I'm sorry (laughs) I can't get away from this like yeah it's me um but no just to get back to the actual question um no, for for the most part, the majority of the time, it's it's definitely opened doors. It's been a positive thing, and I hope it continues for a while at least. Um, everyone's support's always been absolutely fantastic, and watching you go through everything that you're going through with your PR stuff and your podcast and and things, that's you know, it's it's awesome. Um, Thank you. But just 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 don't ask about my personal life. That's all I ask. That's the thing. It's like if 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 we want people to know about it, we'll, we'll tell people. Um, yeah. You know. And I, I've been recognised once, and Girl. it's always at the worst time, like you said, when you're just you look a mess, and you just you just look homeless. <laughs> I was at, I was in an airport. It was the last oh, time the I went to England, place. and I was flying home. And you know, when you're travelling, you just wear mm-hmm. comfortable clothes. Like you're not looking. Yeah. I, I did not have makeup on. My hair looked you're like back. scraped up. Like I looked homeless, like you said, yeah. right. <clears throat> 
I think I had a metal shirt on. I can't remember what it was, but and then like sweatpants. Like I just looked yeah. rough as fuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> and this guy walked past and he went in a really thick Yorkshire accent, which I'm not going to attempt to do, but just imagine that in your minds. Mm-hmm. He went, "Oh, you're that posh bird off Twitter," and I went, "Oh no." And for a second, I was like, this is so surreal. Is Am I imagining this? Because I, I heard him before I saw him. I was sitting, like, waiting for my flight. I was just on my watching a video on my phone or something. And I sort of looked up, and I was like, you're talking to me? And he went, it is. And I was like, hi, yeah, um, I guess I am. And then in my head, I'm cursing my friend Steve, who is the reason people call me posh right. um, at Rage of the Mage. He's the reason. So I, I'm silently cursing him in my head. And this guy's like staring at me. And I'm like, nice to meet you. Thank you. And he's like, love your work. And then he went, see ya. And just walked off. And I'm like, did that happen? I'm like, you're that posh part. <laughs> Are you that posh? But in a really thick Yorkshire accent as well. And I was like, you. I had to stop myself saying, you fucking what? Excuse me? Who the fuck do you think you're talking to? God damn just, it, Steve. <laughs> I was, in my head, I went, Steve. I told Steve this, and he he was purple with laughter. About, like, he was just... About. But yeah, that's the one time. And so next time, if anyone ever recognises me, please don't call me that posh bird off Twitter, because I've got a name, and I'm not posh. <laughs> I'm saying nothing. Lie. I'm saying nothing. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> you already said the other day. <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> One of like one of the questions someone sent in was just posh twat with a heart. Yeah. So thanks for that. At least it came from a place of love with a little love heart. No, I wonder I wonder which one of that which one of us that was aimed at. It wasn't me. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely wasn't me. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Oh. Um this next one's really good. So you both get your ideal interview subjects. Who is it and what's the one question you'd really want to ask them? Can I start? Yeah, go for it. It would definitely be Koshira, uh, Mario, specifically the drummer. Um, And he, because not only is he a world-class drummer, um, he also writes a lot of the music for them and he also is an artist he does this mad like abstract art based on their music and he dra- he draws on his drum skins his used drum skins oh wow um all this really like he does one and that's it so all his art is a one-off um yeah so i would i think i probably ask him something about that like what inspires his art and, and and you know that kind of thing because he's just he's just this multifaceted super talented person um yeah and really creative and I love people like that because I'm I'm not like that, so I find it really interesting. Yeah. So yeah, that would probably be mine. I would probably have to say Sackis Tollis of mm. Rotten Christ. Um, I would like to delve into his mind, and I reckon that we would have like really cool conversations, like philosophical conversations about religion and history and stuff. Um, yeah, that's who I would go with, Sackis Tollis, one hundred percent. Good shout, yeah. You'd have a proper nerd session. Oh yeah, I'd be there for hours. <laughs> <laughs> like, but what about this? But what about that? That sounds great though. <clears throat> that would be yeah. a popular uh that'd be a good video, good interview. Um 
this next one's good as well. Uh, what are some of your favorite podcasts, both metal and non-metal related? Um, I think we have to shout out the bangers, guys. Um, yep. We love them. We do. Um, who else? Uh, Headbangers podcast. Yep. Uh, Noise. Uh, yep. The Outcrew podcast. Um, Hard Law. Uh, Heavy Matters. Uh, they're all metal ones so far. <laughs> um, they're all the same ones that I listen to as well. So I'm not going to repeat that. <laughs> yeah, Lindsay's just nodding as I'm saying. I this. Am. Like, yep, <laughs> um, yep. Yep. Hey, have you got? Uh, have you got any more metal ones? There's so I listen to so many. That I've, yeah. I've probably forgotten some, but they're my main ones. That those are in. my main ones as well. Yeah, yeah. I can't um, really think of any other ones right now. Non-metal. Let me look at my Spotify because I mainly listen to metal mm. uh, podcasts. Oh, <laughs> this podcast, obviously, not that I listen to my own podcast because that would just be <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> you do so. Don't Can you lie. Imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> You just come around my house, I'm just listening to myself talk. I know. It's like, um, are you okay? <laughs> Do you need no, me to phone someone for you? <laughs> um, Yeah, what do I listen to podcasts? Um, non... Oh, I also listen to Into the Darkness podcast, that's it. I listen to a podcast called Open House, um, which is a, like a women's psychology romance like love kind of thing for basically for single pringles like myself who are sick of men being cunt nuggets um yeah that's it really everything else is just the metal ones that i've mentioned yeah i mean i listen to a lot of um history podcasts um there was one in particular dark history that i listened to by bailey sarian um not that i'm a makeup person at all because i'm really not but i do like dark history stories that she tells and stuff um there's another one that i listen to on i think it's youtube so it's not on my phone right now but it's basically um it's kind of like true crime but from like the victorian era so it deals with a lot of like different kind of poisons and different kind of crimes that way and stuff that's pretty cool. cool um i listen to a lot of psychology podcasts and history podcasts and stuff as well um so yeah, I don't really like religiously listen to, apart from the metal stuff, I don't religiously listen to like one or two podcasts. I kind of flit in between and stuff um, just yeah. when I'm pottering about. But yeah, there there is my generalised answer. <laughs> I do the same. I listen, podcasts, I mostly listen to metal related ones, but for other stuff, I'll listen to uh, like audiobooks. Um, I was about to say that. I'm big on the I audiobooks. Have, the I have moment. an app called Blinkist and it's brilliant because mm-hmm. it, it takes a chapter of a book and it like reads out the key points of it and it, it it all it um condenses an entire book into like 25 minutes and it'll go oh, in wow. chapter by chapter so if your attention span is not very good like mine or if you just don't have a lot of time to listen to someone read out an entire book you can read and get the all the important information from a book in like half an hour um i love it it's brilliant. that's a really good concept actually it is, and they do the same yeah. for like academic papers as well. So yeah. for those who are studying and have like fifty nine pages of a research article to read, you can find those. I remember it. I wish I had that at uni because though noted, oh, it, <laughs> that's going to come real in handy. Honestly, it does. Like it condenses each chapter into like an abstract instead, so it's like it's great. Oh, yeah. So Blinkist, <clears throat> not an ad, just 
I just not sponsored. I love it. Not sponsored. <laughs> just really recommend it. Um, that was a good question. Thank you. Um, I like that. Yeah. What was your gateway band into the death metal genre? Oof. Hmm. Specifically into death metal. Oh, it'd have to be Bolt Thrower. I reckon. I think I remember hearing them when I was a teenager and thinking, "Oh yeah, this is my jam. Like this, this is this sounds great." Yeah. Yeah. Either that or it, it, it must have been something like a Bolt Thrower or a Carcass or something in my sort of late teens. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was Death, Sound of Perseverance, mm-hmm. specifically. Yeah. Um, I think it was an ex-boyfriend of mine that had it in the car at the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember he put it on. And at that time, I was it was like a lot of Disturbed, Rob Zombie, kind of stuff that I was listening to, Slipknot. I mean, I still listen to stuff like that. Mm. Um, but then I remember, yeah, he put that on in the car. And I was just like, what? is going on here what is this and where has it been (laughs) i need more this is great i need more and it's an obsession now and it just went uphill from there i'm not going to say downhill because it's a good thing um but yeah for me it was death sound of perseverance Mm. brilliant it's always like you always when people you ask people that question it's always something like death or or yeah obituary or or something yeah, yeah morbid angel that kind of thing like brilliant there was another question here uh, on the death metal theme. Where is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, here we go. Um, what are your suggestions about British metal death metal bands, if possible, from the early 90s? This is very specific. Um, oh, okay. British death metal bands from the early 90s or late 80s because um, he's trying to build up his like physical media collection. Ah. of underground and he oh yeah he puts in brackets no big names so no big names um british death i would say something like dark heresy maybe i don't know how available these things are on physical media from like the early 90s and 80s and like I'm going to say, I was going to say Benediction, but they're massive. Um, (laughs) No, it's really hard because it's like the big names that come into your mind from that time period. I mean, like newer ones I could probably talk about. Yeah, and specifically British as well. Like a lot of death metal at that time was in like you're talking about US, but um, Impaler. Were Um, Cancer British? Yeah, yeah. I think they were British, weren't they? Cancer. Um... Oh, it starts with D. I'm going to have to Google it. My brain is like, <laughs> my brain's like, it starts with D-E-S. And then the wonderful We're way experts, my... I promise. <laughs> and then my brain, the wonderful way it works, went, desiccated coconut. <laughs> if there's a band out there called that. Right. Um... That would be awesome. Desecrator. There we go. Desecrator. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, Desecrator. Necrosanct. Oh, yeah, that's another one. So yeah, they're the only ones I can think of. UK, yeah. late, like early 90s. I mean, I was born in the early 90s, so I'm trying to do my best. 
I could probably do I could probably give way more answers if you'd ask for like new wave of British death metal, for example. Yeah, I mean I think I'm pretty sure Cancer were from like the late eighties to mid nineties. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they were British. Um I'm, I'm pretty confident they are, yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, they I hope that helped. If not then well, we tried. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um for both of you. Are you introvert or extrovert, and does that affect your preference in metal genres? I mean, we touched on this a little bit earlier, but um, I'm I'm extrovert. I'm textbook extrovert. Like, uh, I don't know if that affects my metal music taste. I mean, I'm I like it. I like really loud, fast metal. I don't know if that correlates with the fact that I'm really loud and fast. I don't. It might do. Um, I'm really loud and fast. <laughs> I mean, okay, fast and fast. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. I mean, I talk a lot and I'm loud. Um, <laughs> and and the music and the metal I listen to is generally that as well, like aggressive and loud and yeah. What about you? You're introverted, so oh yeah, I'm you're more like, into your. I mean. We have similar taste in metal. Yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty clear what my specific kind of taste and what I gravitate towards is. Like a lot of the melodic death metal stuff, industrial stuff, melodic black stuff, mm. and things. But you know, I really do like my straight up old school death metal, thrash metal. Um, when I'm in the mood, prog. I really like tech death stuff and stuff as well. So I don't think being introverted or extroverted really would have an effect on what kind of music you listen to um as such because i like a lot of the stuff that you listen to as well um and i am like horribly introverted as a person like i keep saying awkward turtle um <laughs> i'm gonna buy you a t-shirt with a little turtle on it that says awkward turtle <laughs> oh please do and he has to be upside down on his back yeah just as we feel up in there like no <laughs> like, nope, i give up i would wear that to death honestly um but yeah definitely introverted um but i don't think that really has an effect on what kind of metal I listen to. It definitely has an effect on whether I go to a gig on my own or not. I will say that though. Yeah. Yeah, I will say that because I I get really bad social anxiety as well. I'm actually ridiculous. How I'm on YouTube, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, going going to a gig on my own, um, I've only ever done it once or twice. And I I remember enjoying myself at the time, but you see the build up to that. Oh no. <laughs> absolutely not there's there is a clear difference because i go to gigs or on my own all the time and mm. i always make friends like i never on my own for very long like i'm always you know i'll just I'll, i'm that person that just bowls up with someone like you're right let's be mates yeah and they're like sure or they run away and hide if they're also an awkward child um you know it's it's it goes either way but yeah i think that is that might be the difference but i don't think the type of music we listen to is nah. affected by that nah not at all i mean you see when somebody starts talking to me i'm absolutely fine mm. um especially if uh, you know we can talk about something that we've got a similar interest in or whatever like metal at metal gig for example yeah. um but making the first move like going up to a random stranger when i'm on my own i'm like hi let's be friends we're at this metal show together let's chat <laughs> no i'm not gonna do that i'm terrified approach me yes i'll welcome it with open arms but expect me to do it no just don't ask Lindsay if she's on youtube 
Because she goes, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> no. <laughs> not me. That was a terrible accent. <laughs> I am offended. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I can't do Scottish accent. I like. I love the way Scottish people say words with two O's in it. Like you say books and, and food. Books. I it's adorable. Like Hell Ripper, when you hear him talk, James. Yeah. The way he says, oh, I love it. Yeah. Very charming. Um, see, this one's more for you. Um, oh. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's safe. I promise. <laughs> oh no! What is your favorite historical fact? Oh, okay. Um, it's not really a fact, but it's like two stories. I'm not going to go into great depth about it because I'll be here all day. Um, <laughs> but um. How do you pronounce the name? Um, Wojtek, the the bear soldier, is one of my favorite historical stories. So basically, in World War Two, um, the the Polish army adopted or bought a bear cub, a Syrian brown bear cub, oh. and in order for them to get away with this, um, I'm paraphrasing the story badly here, but in order for them to get away with this and like transport the bear with them during the war and you know feed them rations and stuff they actually recruited him officially into the army as a private uh, this is a bear a brown bear called Wojtek um oh. and there there were reports of him like carrying these massive boxes like these massive crates of artillery because it was like the artillery um bit that he was in the <laughs> and he would like cart all of these ammo ammo crates like full to the brim of ammo that would usually take like four guys to carry these things were huge um and you know he was very celebrated and he slept with the the squad that he was in and ate with them and stuff apparently he used to eat and smoke cigarettes with them he used to drink beer and coffee and stuff and wow. he died in 1963 in Edinburgh Zoo. 63? Yeah, 1963, he died at the age of 21 in Edinburgh Zoo. Um, oh. But yeah, the, the Polish army had a, a bear That's cool. like, as an official private. I'm pretty sure he got, um, he got promoted to corporal as well. But yeah, definitely look it up. Amazing. That's pretty cool. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. I love that. I mean, the other one, the other one that I like as well is a story about a, a Finnish sniper. Um, I'm not going to try and pronounce his name because I can't speak English at the best of times. Never mind trying to pronounce something that that's Finnish. Yeah. It is. It's mad. It's absolute madness. But this sniper, again in the Second World War, he was known as the White Death. Um, and I think he killed 505 Soviet army members in the space of 100 days and the reason he was called the white death is because um it was during the the winter war service that he served and he was heavily camouflaged to blend in with the snow and nobody knew where he was the soviets were absolutely terrified of this guy um, and he lived until the age of 96 despite the fact half his face got blown off by an explosive round um wow. but yeah look up those two stories uh Wojtek, the the polish army bear and um the white death Pretty cool wow. stuff. What a badass. Yeah. See, I'm trying to rack my brain. Because obviously Lindsay knows way more in-depth stuff about history than I do. I find history fascinating, but I'm terrible at remembering dates and names and, and specific stuff. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, I remember like this thing happened at some point. Yeah. 
and it was interesting. But if you could ask me names and dates, I'm not great. But I remember learning, we were studying, <clears throat> um, I remember studying the Victorian times at school. And back then, it was really, I mean, I should, I'm, I was born in the wrong time period because back then being pale was a really good thing because mm-hmm. it meant you were wealthy because you weren't outside working all the time. You didn't get a tan. So working class people would eat, they were called cyanide wafers. Oh, they had yeah. this to try and because cyanide has a side effect apparently of um or was it arsenic i think it might have been arsenic that makes your skin pale so it was arsenic eat, yeah so they'd eat these wafers on purpose to try and look yeah. paler, so, so that people would think they're rich yeah i'm it, pretty sure um it was like arsenic based or lead based makeup that queen elizabeth first used to use that mm. gave her that really pale complexion yeah. as well but it, it literally rots you you know it just yeah, rots your skin away crazy but I, obviously they didn't know that back then but i mean wow yeah yeah that was a good question i liked that question this is another history related question we'll keep okay. all stay on subject which crime from history but which unsolved crime from history would you like to solve Oh, that's an easy one. I'm going to say Jack the Ripper straight away. Fair enough. I find it fascinating. I watch videos on that shit all the time. Um, And loads of people have different theories about the way he looked and who he was. Um, I would love to get like a definitive answer on that. That would be great. That would be pretty cool. Mm. Mine is The Princes in the Tower. Ooh, explain. The Princes in the Tower. So um, I I can never remember. It was just before the Tudor period or I think it was sparked because that sparked the whole civil war that then led to the Tudor period um this is terrible because I actually love that period and I should know more about it (laughs) or at least remember it correctly um but basically um the heirs to the throne were um put in the Tower of London by their uncle when their father died um and basically the uncle was going to be reigning as regent until the eldest brother um, came of age and they disappeared. They disappeared and their uncle became king. Um, and then I think after that, that's what um, sparked. I'm pretty sure it's the Battle of Bosworth that um, Henry Tudor won and um, he then became Henry the Se- um, Henry Seventh. Um, but basically nobody knows exactly who it was that got rid of the boys, whether they were murdered or shipped off or whatever. I do know that um, during renovation works, there was um, two boxes found with skeletons of the little boys inside them um, when they were doing renovation works in the tower. But I don't think it was, I I might be wrong, but I don't think it was ever 100% confirmed that it was definitely them. Um, I don't think, because they need to get permission from the reigning monarch before they can do like DNA testing and stuff like that. Um, and I don't think Elizabeth II at the time wanted to do it, but I'm pretty sure Charles is quite interested in trying to get that resolved from what I've read. Um, wow. But whether it was, um, I think it was Richard III actually that killed the boys or at least got rid of them or whatever. So whether it was him because he wanted the throne for himself or it was Henry VII, who knows? Nobody knows. Um, I, but they just disappeared rings a bell i think i might have learned about that at school as well but that, yeah, yeah that would be cool to figure out that'd be pretty cool yeah damn um okay i'm saving that one for last if, if you if you're a regular listener of my podcast you'll know what questions i save to last so we'll save that one um that makes me nervous 
<laughs> it's about condoms. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, um, okay. That's the only, and it's not even a, it's not a not safe for work one. It's it's just, it's a funny one. Um, okay. Have you both met in real life? And would you um would you attend a gig or festival together if possible? Absolutely. Yeah, we've never met in real life. We um, have not. We have not. Not yet, anyway. I'm sure we'll bump into each other at some point. At something. Yeah. Bound yeah, to happen. Definitely. Yeah, but um, you know, definitely go to the same festival or gig as you and party and have a good time, a few drinks and stuff. That'd be awesome. Yeah, and I'll drag her around. I'll drag her awkward, tur- awkward turtle ass around and be embarrassingly extroverted. <laughs> No, that's fine. Yeah, you know, being embarrassing doesn't bother me because I'm a pretty cringe person anyway. I just I'm not very good at doing it the first like making the first move. If I've got a friend with me, I'm I'm absolutely fine. But when I'm, I'm gonna on my drag own, you I'm around like... and I'm just gonna go, This is Lindsay. She does YouTube. Ask her about it. Bye. <laughs> do you know something? My friends in real life do that sometimes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> They, they refer to me as the influencer. And I'm like, dude, I'm 35. I'm too old to be an influencer. I don't, I, no. God, I hate that term. <laughs> I hate it. I, I hate it. it. The worst thing is when people call themselves influencers. Like, oh. imagine the ego you've got to have to think that you're influencing a change in someone else's life. Exactly. I mean, yeah, I rec- we recommend music, but we're not influencing people. We're just like, hey, no. this music great listen to it if you want if you like death metal it's oh i hate it so yeah. much it's the cringiest thing i hate i yeah absolutely hate it so if anybody catches me like i don't know selling weight loss tablets or something or those <laughs> jelly gummy bears or something and um, that's 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 a scream for help that's a cry for help i'm in danger <laughs> help me she's been abducted <laughs> by aliens someone save her <laughs> I'm being held against my will. <laughs> I'm forced to sell like herbal remedies. Herbal tea. <laughs> Lose fifteen oh. stone in two days. Just drink this tea. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's because you chronically shit yourself when you <laughs> exactly. have those things. That's how you lose the weight. It's ridiculous. Right. Anyway, sorry. I <laughs> went on a tangent there. <laughs> so yeah, now we know. <laughs> um <laughs> This is quite sweet. <laughs> Trying my best not to be simpy. So here goes. What a start. Oh. You're both so <laughs> smart and beautiful. I love your channel, Lindsay, and I love your podcast, Faye. Oh, that's very thank sweet. You. And not simpy. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you, mysterious person from the internet. Yeah, thank you, my mysterious stranger. Yeah, that's very <laughs> sweet. Thank you. I love Bye. getting comments like that. I mean, it's, you know, it makes me warm and fuzzy. Yeah, it's it's quite sweet, and it's starting with I'm trying not to be simpy. <laughs> it must be difficult <laughs> though. Like for a guy, yeah. if you want to pay a compliment to a woman, it's re- it's it's dangerous territory. Yeah, it can be. Um, Especially not, not because yeah, yeah. Um, because some you know sometimes you know they're they're just being genuine, and because of like the toxic culture that we're in right now, it can be misconstrued as something else, which is a shame for the good guys that are out there because there are good guys out there. I just don't know where they are. I think they're hiding. Yeah. But yeah, that that is the thing. It must be really difficult. But yeah, thank you. That was very sweet. Thank you. Um if you could be any animal, which animal would you be? Oh no, this is a horrible question. <laughs> I want to be all of them. 
<laughs> Lindsay um, wants to be an entire zoo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I I just want to be something that can fly, like a bird of some kind, like an owl or some shit, or an eagle or something. I just want to be able to fly, basically. Fair um, enough. I think that would be great. I would either be a red panda. Oh, they're so hilarious. They are hilarious. Have you it's seen so pictures of them like standing up on their back legs yeah. to try and look scary? Yeah, and, and it just—it's just, not... just like no. And I'm just like, I want to cuddle you and love you and take you home, exactly. <laughs> look after you forever. Mm -hmm. So yeah, um, I love red pandas. So I would either be a red panda or, on the other side of things, on the extreme of things, a honey badger. Oh, don't fuck with them. Yeah, yeah, they're brutal. <laughs> I love they're that they've got—they've got such an innocent name. Yeah. But they literally will rip your testicles off. I've read this. Like, yeah. they aim for animals' testicles. And I guess if you're a guy, watch out. I mean, yeah. damn. I watched a video um about a honey badger that attacked a king cobra. Like, this poisonous snake thing. And the snake bit it, and it looked like it died. But then it got up ten minutes later and just disappeared again. And I think it's because they've got, like, this weird second layer of skin or something that it's hard to wow. penetrate or something like that. I'm not sure what it is, but those guys are savage, and I think they're brilliant. So, yeah, red panda or honey badger. Yeah. See, the hun yeah, I love that honey badger thing. I mean, and they're also quite small. Yeah. I thought to myself, okay, it's this, it's, it's, it's obviously can do some damage. It must, it must have quite a size to it then. It's like, no, it's just, it's the not size of, like, a normal badger. It's just not, it just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, it's just insane. It's mad <laughs> and aggressive to the point of not having any will to live. It's crazy. I think that kind of symbolizes the two sides of my personality, to be honest. Red pandas and honey badgers. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Babe, Make of what, that are what, your, you will. what are your favorite ways to discover new music? And what are the best review sites or magazines to go to, Lindsay? Well, well, <laughs> well, my own YouTube channel. <laughs> not a plug. Stay in metal. A plug. Not a plug. <laughs> um, I'm I'm on Bandcamp. Um, I get a lot of emails from Bandcamp, and I discover a lot of things from Bandcamp. I think that's like one of the most amazing things ever. Um. Agreed. Especially because artists get paid so poorly from likes of Spotify and Apple Music and, and mm. stuff like that, you know. So if you're not on Bandcamp, get yourself on Bandcamp and support your favourite artists there. Um, I follow Cayman Riffs on Twitter. Um, uh, obviously, the, the Bangers and Mosh guys. Um, I take a lot of inspiration from them when it comes to finding new stuff. Um... I need to shout out John at Heavy Metal Philosophy as well. He's brilliant for discovering new stuff too. Um, loads. There's loads, but those are the ones that come to mind at the moment. Yeah, I agree with most of those. Um, yeah. Who else? Yeah, the bangers. Are like, what a bunch of cunts. I love them, but they put <laughs> out brilliant. these monthly roundups and I'm like, right, I'm going to listen because yeah. I've probably listened to most of it anyway, but I love them, so mm -hmm. I'm just going to support them anyway. And like 80% yeah. of them, I haven't heard of or I haven't listened yep. to like for fuck's sake. And now I've got to listen yep. because they will they the way they describe this these albums, you just think, Oh, that sounds amazing. So I'm gonna write that down. And it's yep. like I have to listen to like these twelve albums now. I don't have time, yep. but I have exactly. to Exactly. I have exactly. to do it. and they're it so was them, 
<laughs> it was them that put me onto that Green Lung um, album from last year because it came up um, that it was like an occult rock metal kind of thing. And I was like, nah, that doesn't really sound like my thing. But it wasn't until they were talking about it um, that I was like, actually, do you know what? That actually sounds really good. So I listened to it and it was like in my top 10 last year, I think. So yeah, big up the, the bangers guys for putting out loads of different recommendations. Thank you for yeah. that. Thank you for Green Lung. Yeah, thank you and also fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> In the nicest way possible. <laughs> um, What have we got here? Oh, I hate this question. I get asked this so much and I can never answer. Maybe you can answer. Oh, What's no, your favourite? What is... Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> what is your all-time favorite death metal band and death metal album? Also, I think you're both fantastic. Lots of love. Thank you. Thank uh, you, kind person who asked a horrible question. Yeah, thank you for the question. <laughs> but also, ugh. ugh, I can't even answer that. Like this, I can't. No. Obituary my- are one of my all-time favorite death metal bands. Good job. Um, I can't possibly pick a record though. No, I can't. I can't even pick a band because a lot of when people ask me stuff about my favorite music, a lot of my response is just depends what mood I'm in. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. I can't. From what you ask me today, it'll be one band. Ask me tomorrow, it'll be a different band. I can't. Yeah. I don't have one favorite. Uh, Gojira is my favorite band. In this, in the sense that it's the band I listen to the most, and it's the band I listen to like it's my comfort band. Like if I'm having yeah. a shit time, but they're not my favorite single favorite band. I have other bands yeah. for other moods. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just yeah, I'm I'm rubbish at answering those kind of questions. Yeah, see, I'm usually quite rubbish at being put on the spot with questions like that in general. It's like, oh, what's your favorite band? What's your favorite movie? What's your favorite TV show? And my brain just switches off. Mm. I blue screen of death it. Yeah. And my brain's like, I've never listened to music or watched anything before in my life. So I don't know. <laughs> Just say, like, hey, what's your favorite death metal album? I'm like, death metal? What's that? Never heard of it. Yeah. Yeah, what? exactly. Yeah. But like an hour later, I'll be listening to something, you know? So. Yeah. And then, yeah, like yeah, the day I... after, I'll be like, oh, I should have said this. Or oh, I should have yeah. said this. Tomorrow it might be Cannibal Corpse, you know? I don't know. I just... I can't. But, yeah, but thank you for asking. And I'm I'm sorry that I can't answer that. Um, (laughs) And I half answered. (laughs) At least you said a band. (laughs) I'm just like, ugh. (laughs) It's just a random stab in the dark. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. Oh, no. Don't say that. No. Don't say that. <laughs> I think I was recently a guest on the Outer Crew podcast, and we had well, they asked me this as well, and I were talked in length about it, and I've made my opinions on this quite clear. Um, the question is bimbo core, yay or nay? Nay. Next question. What are oh, you? Oh, it makes me itchy. It makes me itchy and twitchy, and I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And it's <sighs> no. Absolutely not. As a female, um, I find the whole thing really insulting, actually. I think it's really, really cringe. Um, I don't think it's promoting feminism at all. Um, and I think it's just 
each to their own. If you're if you like it, I'm not dumping on anyone that likes it. I'm not dumping on anyone who wants to listen to it. That's absolutely fine. But for me personally, I think it's incredibly cringe. It it's not promoting feminism at all. And it's just a gimmick that's going to die down really, really quickly, like most gimmicks do. Sorry, not sorry. Don't like it. I couldn't agree more and I literally could rant about this for seven days so I'm not going to um go and listen to the Outer Groove podcast episode I was on if you want to hear me ranting about it because I really do <laughs> I go on like a full-on rant and they're just like okay I'm like yeah you asked me there you go yeah um <laughs> this one's funny I still haven't got an answer um a couple of these questions I have sent to Lindsay in advance because they require some thinking um, if you were on my brain's TV... not doing that on the spot. <laughs> if, yeah, if you were on TV's Gladiators, what would your gladiator name be, and what song would you enter to? Okay, so I would be the caffeinator. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I would be the caffeinator. Um, I'm glad that I don't have. I haven't been asked about a signature move, but I will tell you anyway. My signature move is basically just chucking a cup of coffee at somebody. Done. <laughs> yeet <laughs> um uh, but my entrance music i think do you know something i asked a, a question like this on twitter ages ago it's like right if you had entrance music if you had music that played every time you entered a room or whatever what would it be and mine was interdimensional summit by um demi borgir because i think it's just it's very theatrical very theatrical dramatic kind of opening and stuff and then in runs me wired to the moon on like 12 cups of coffee <laughs> holding a cafe tea and a mug and just launching them at people in the ring wow that's hard work that yeah yeah i don't think it's legal um i think i get disqualified but yeah i would be the caffeinator and yeah, my entrance music would be you'd have fun mm. doing it so it's all right yeah i mean it would probably only happen one time i'd get banned for life for like i don't know assault or something <laughs> <laughs> <See>. <clears throat> I'm, yeah, I was thinking about this and I'm not sure, like, <laughs> men tend to find, this is my thinking, right? A lot of men, because of my height, and I'm not a small person, right? And I wear black a lot. I'm quite a visual sort of um, attack in some way. Um, and they find me quite, some guys find me quite intimidating, which is fine, like, Run away, little pussy. It's all good. Um, and I have my friend calls me ball crusher. <laughs> so that would, I have to go with that. I mean, he calls ball me. Crusher. And I have. I would like to point out, I have never and will never crush anyone's balls because that is just rude. <laughs> However, <laughs> the name is quite funny, and I don't know what my intro music would be. It would have to be some kind of. I think it has to be like something really iconic like Angel of Death by Slayer but specifically the bit where he starts screaming yeah I feel like that's what they would sound like if I was crushing their balls yeah, yeah. it's very oh. unnerving just like hearing somebody enter and it's just like Tom Aria losing yeah. his shit he's he's screaming <laughs> you know yeah, yeah like just you can just imagine the pain right um yeah. oh you've done a signature move as well I don't know I mean, Not really. I just thought of it on the spot. Just, that's yeah. great, though. It's 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 relevant. So I mean, someone called Ball Crusher. Hmm. I don't know. It would be yeah something testicle related. 
There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine that? My God. <laughs> imagine the costume I'd have to wear. Oh, God. But you're, if you're anybody cool. wants to submit some artwork of what Faye would look like in her Paul Crusher outfit. <laughs> Absolutely. If you want to draw like sketch of what my uh, Ball Crusher gladiator uniform would be, please hit me up with that. <laughs> I can only imagine it will be hilarious <laughs> if you're really bored. Oh, I really want to see that. <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway. This is the final question. Okay. And yeah, as I said earlier, regular listeners of my podcast will know what my last question is um, when I play a gift or curse with people. Would you both use a flavor condom? If so, which flavor? I think I know what Lindsay's going to say, but I want to hear you say it. No. <laughs> Don't, do you know something? No. Last time I was on your podcast, I was asked about flavored condoms. No. Just, I'll be in my house on my own. I'll be fine. You, you bash, bash on with. If mum, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I love your face. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I think it's a no from Lindsay. I'm sensing. She's her face. Her lips are like pursed and screwed up. She's looking at the floor. <laughs> Honestly, but just no, no. I'm just gonna leave it there because I'll end up going on some sort of weird brain tangent that I always go on. So, um, no. <laughs> Next, <laughs> what's your answer? My answer. Yeah. Oh, um. Yours is pineapple, isn't it? Strawberry. <laughs> um, I mean, um, how do I put this in a non, uh, slutty way? <laughs> <laughs> if I was to do that, which I don't, because it's gross, um, with condoms on, I mean, like, yuck. Um, you might as well just like suck on a plastic bag. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> it it would have to be some kind of fruit flavor. Um, preferably strawberry or raspberry because that's my favourite fruit. Um, however, in the interest of not sounding like a massive whore, I will say no, like Lindsay. No, no. There we go. Denied. <laughs> Away with that. <laughs> yeah, just, just don't bother. <laughs> oh well, thank you very much for your time, Lindsay. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. It has been fun. There was a good mix of, of, of metal and history and condoms. I mean, what more can you want? I know. Thank you, everyone, for the nice comments when you've been submitting your questions as well. It's been lovely. Yeah, everyone's been really kind and, and yeah. for the most part, well-behaved. So, so yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, supportive and stuff. It's very yeah, nice. really supportive and, and lots of love, and we love that. So yeah. thank you very much. And yeah. yeah. Thank you for joining us. Thank you.